It feels like the 49ers haven't played a football game in about three months, but I promise it's only been about 10 days. Niners play on Sunday. New Sprint Ride Option Podcast starts now. Welcome, everybody. We are live. We are live. My name is Jason Aponte. I am Andrew Pasquini. We're working. That's it. We're working over here. That's it. Let's go, Niners. Let's go, Niners. Oh my goodness, it is another new episode of the Sprint Ride Option Podcast. We've been gone for a minute. That's what happens when the NFL throws Thursday night games at the 49ers. It makes that Monday-Friday schedule a little tougher for us, but have no fear. Your favorite 49ers podcasting duo is back. I like to call us the world's cutest tag team. Jason Aponte, how you doing on this lovely Friday in Juzzy? Doing great. I mean, aside from the fact that half of my town is underwater and uh, we're having to swim. Good thing for me, I am one of the few people who can actually swim, so I'm fine. Like, I have no, I have no issues with that or anything like that. But uh, kind of funny that I did Sacramento Radio today as well too. Sacktown Sports. Shout out to them. Shout out. They, they're always uh, shout out to um, Kyle uh, Ledbetter and uh, those guys. They always show some love. So it's it's always good to do radio in your part of the, part yeah. of town because I feel like. Andrew Pasquini is proud of me. Love 1140. Love Jason Aponte. Jay, I, I think you and I were both in the same thing. Like, we don't necessarily know how to swim. We're just tall enough to stand, keep our head above water. No, I, I can think swim. That's our, oh, okay, I, I barely can, know. No, no, no. I can, I can legit swim. Like, okay, I'm good. Good. I can, I can good. legit swim. Like, in the ocean, in, in, the, I, in a river. Yeah, no, I, I can swim. I don't mess with water, period. Like, the most I'll do is a bath. Like, I'll take, I'll run, run a Andrew, nice warm bath after a long the, day. The extent of my swimming is literally doing the frog thing and just going like this and kicking my legs and just going oh, I'm, underwater. I'm, I'm a no, doggy no, no, paddle don't, not doggy, guy. doggy paddle. Oh, I'm, work. I'm big, big doggy at, paddle guy. At six five, you can go like this and move your arms and and kick your legs, and all of a sudden you're just like, oh wow, I'm moving, and now you can swim. Like like that's that's the extent of my swimming. That's your film breakdown of Jason Aponte swimming. I swim like Randy Moss celebrates his touchdown. Oh, like this? Yeah. See, you, you were doing this, and that's all I thought of. Uh, did anybody anybody think we were going to talk swimming dope in the podcast? Didn't think so. That's why people love us so much, Jason. We, we we talk about the things that people don't expect us to talk about. Probably expecting me to talk Gabe Kapler. You sickos, you're not going to get any of that. I don't have opinions on that. It's football seasons. I don't even know uh, who that is. Who's Gabe Kapler? I don't, don't know who he is. Uh, Jason, it, it's been so long since we've talked to each other. We haven't even talked about technically the biggest news of the quote unquote week. Don't even I swear to God, I swear to God, if you if you if you even now, bring up if you even bring up their names, I'm I will curious. I will I will absolutely lose Wait, it. I'm gonna go on an all-time rant. I'm curious, what names do you think I'm gonna say? The ones that have been floated around on network news. Oh, when oh, that one. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I was. Uh, Don't. It's been. It's been so long since we've last talked that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch oh. got an extension. Oh, oh okay. you thought I was going to talk Shut about up. Taylor Swift? Shut up. I have I opinions on that. Well, you know what, Jason? We'll save that for the end of the show. Thank you for mentioning. I forgot about Taylor Swift. And Travis Kelsey. No, I'm joking, Jay. We won't talk about it. I'm saying I'll save you that. Uh, no, I'll just I'll just end the show. We haven't talked about it. That Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, both got extensions. You've talked about it. I have not. So for those of the people, for those people who have been begging for Andrew Pasquini's opinion on Shanahan and Lynch's extension, mm -hmm. I like it. There's my thoughts. Um, 
you know, a lot of a lot of organizations wish that they could have the stability with a general manager and have the roster that they have with a head coach like that. I 100% think this was warranted. If you are talking about, well, why are you why are you why are you granting this extension without a Super Bowl? It's like, hey man, Super Bowls don't grow on trees. Your team is is right now at the top of like the list of everybody's list. And I wanted to get to this, Alberto. Alberto, I am going to, after, you know, with the last, like, five minutes before Andrew gets rid of this, I've got it ready to go. I will go through the underdog picks with you guys. We're going to add that to the show. I don't know why I haven't been doing it uh, myself. It doesn't make any sense. But we will make it happen, especially since underdog is available to you guys in the West Coast. And it's not mm-hmm. available to anybody in New Jersey. New Jersey. Uh, yeah, we've been we've been teasing about those underdog picks for a couple of weeks now. Maybe we should follow through and 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 yeah. and, and mention it. So uh, Jason, shout out. Uh, so yeah, I just I wanted to get the the kind of the, the quote unquote big news that happened last week. I haven't had a chance to talk about it. I wanted to get my thoughts out. So let's uh, let's move on, Jason. 49ers, they played the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday at Levi's Stadium. Uh, Niners three and zero. Arizona one and two. Uh, I'll get, Oh, shout out, shout out Maximilian. Maximilian, first of all, great name. Uh, Hey guys, greets from Austria. It's 2.20 AM over here. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. Jason Aponte, Mr. Worldwide. That's what I like to call him. I guess it's us us. in this, in this this sense. Uh, But Fortnite's play. We we shout out Maximilian, by the way. I want to make, I I cannot stress it enough. Shout out Maximilian watching us in Austria. We appreciate it. Uh, But speaking of, Underdog, thanks for passing me in best ball, Aponte. Oops. Shout out to Devin A Chain and Keenan Allen, uh, who were both in my best ball lineups. Devin A Chain, Keenan Allen, my best buddies. Love it. Love it. Uh no, so Niners play the Cardinals. And Jason, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with this and 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 two to what? Uh, Lester, I, I'm not going to call them the Cowgirls. I, I know that's a thing that fans like to do. I'm going to call them the Cowboys. Did the Cowboys lose or the Cardinals win it? And that's kind of a basis of my first question, Jason Aponte. Right. Are we a, are, are we a little nervous about the Arizona? Because remember a week ago we were like, hey, we don't need we don't need to talk about those Cardinals. The Cowboys are coming up in two weeks, and then the Cowboys went on to lose to the Cardinals. Are you a little, little nervous? We get no, nervous? I'm not. Um, okay. but. Also, we've debunked the theory that the Arizona Cardinals are tanking. Yes, there's no tanking that, going yeah. on. They've been involved in leading in every single game, and if not mm-hmm. for a historic collapse in the second game, they would at least be two and one. And if not for yeah. Sam Howell and the Washington Commanders, they'd be three and zero. And Kashanian expressed those same sentiments. I think there's a legit argument that if they acquired Josh Dobbs before a week before the season, they could be three and zero right now. And that's the thing. It's like you look at you look at the the schedule when we open it, and we're like, "Listen, hey, what uh, what what are wins?" And Arizona's a win, but yes, when when Kyle Shanahan looks at it and he says it's three and zero that they could be, I thought the same thing. I mm-hmm. watched that Arizona Dallas game mm-hmm. twice. Arizona took it to Dallas. I think that's mm-hmm. that's it's more of an indictment, not on the Arizona Cardinals because. When you're a guy who's taking over, and regardless if you are taking over the worst roster, you are taking over a team that you're trying to install a culture on. Mm -hmm. You're trying to put a whole new culture on. And for someone to go in there, if it feels like the Arizona Cardinals might be 2017 Niners-ish. Like, 
they're not going to win many games, but they're involved in every game and they lose by one score and they're there and you're close. You're on the cusp, right? And it gets to the point where it's like you as a coach, you walk in, you, Jonathan Gannon, which I got some thoughts and I know why Kyle Shanahan is not overlooking this game, by the way. Yeah. You have to make sure that you are instilling a culture and showing that you can lead men regardless of who's in that room. Buda mm-hmm. Baker's not playing. You guys are still playing as hard as you can and involved in every game. And the Giants were a playoff team. The Cowboys are were supposed to be one of the top three teams in the NFC. Washington is whatever. But mm-hmm. when you look at it, the Cardinals are now putting into your mind that we're not tanking. Mm-hmm. We're here to instill a culture. And if you want to be here, you can be here. And that's the thing. It's like this is always this has been backing up my entire argument about the idea of tanking Mm -hmm. nobody tanks if you purposely tank you will be fired and never get a job ever again Mm -hmm. and guess what the organization gets to take the first first overall pick and give it to someone else who didn't even earn Mm -hmm. it by tanking yeah there is no way that you can put on film that you're tanking and the arizona cardinals are showing you right now that they're not so to this question did the the cowgirls lose or did the cardinals win it the cardinals Beat the shit mm-hmm. out of Dallas yeah. when I watch it over and over. They beat the hell out of them. And for Trevon Diggs to not be there and Joshua Dobbs to not throw the football around and for them yeah. to be able to run the football that way, that lets me know, same old Dallas Cowboys. Y'all are soft. Y'all can be run on. Your offensive yep. line, and without two people, mm-hmm. I get that. Your defensive line can be beat. And Dak's still going to throw those mind-numbing interceptions. I don't know. Is Dak Prescott just... Better looking? We, no, not better looking. Uh, a more wins, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Is he a worse looking Jimmy Garoppolo? That, no, a less attractive Jimmy Garoppolo. But is there he? A, is he, does he have more wins, Jimmy Garoppolo? Oh, uh, does like career wise or since? Let's. Uh, I'm gonna Google this now. No, I he has. Ready. He has more. He has more. Okay. Yeah. Let me. Look, I'll, I'll get you exact numbers real quick, Jason. Yeah. Let's see. But here. it's look. All of those things came to fruition in that game. And if you expect the Dallas Cow, if you expect me to believe that because the Dallas Cowboys were missing two linemen and Trevon Diggs, who they're going to be missing for the rest of the year, have an excuse for the reason that these guys ran all over them. I mean, yeah. Rondell Moore, Rondell Moore ran a touchdown in out of the backfield. I, I feel like they found something a little bit there in Arizona because they're just like, hey man, he might not be a wide receiver. Let's put him in the yeah. backfield. But if you expect me to believe that because all of those people that were lost in the Dallas game were the reason that, that Arizona beat Dallas? Come on, man. You're not that team then. You're not You're not that team that everybody thinks. And I know the NFL, the 49ers are going to have a game like this too. And I wrote about this right. on Niners Nation. They're going to have a game like this too where we're just like, yeah. you lost to whoever? How? Maybe Arizona you know? on Sunday. Maybe. I doubt it. Uh, I, uh, spoiler alert, I'm picking the Niners. Yeah. Um, but the NFL is like that. But at the same time, it's like, man. You can't go in there as 17-point, like, favorites. That, yes. And then throw up that. That's the part that scares me more about the Cowboys. Well, not scares me. I just laugh at them, but I'm just saying. Yeah, like, I, like I, 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 and, and to make it about the Cowboys, too, like, yes, they could be a 17-point favorite, and they win by three. It's, like, not as you expected, but they still did their job and won the game. They, they got beat pretty bad by Arizona. I watched that game as well, and Arizona just – 
they didn't seem to have really any issues with anything. Uh, they they did intercept Dak Prescott for the first time this season, which took until week three for him to have that. So that that's pretty. Well, also, and that's also cool. context wise, first week he didn't throw the football at all. Basically, that, that's true. Too. Uh, so Very you know, true. He, he he probably could have thrown more interceptions. Keep going though. But yeah, no, and and that's the thing that I think I think the Arizona Dallas game is any given Sunday type thing where it's it's you know any team can beat any team. I just the thing that has concerned me about Arizona in terms of going into this Niner game is I'm not going to use the word tank because Jason, you're absolutely right. Tanking is not the right word. But if you had to lump together three teams at the start of the season saying, hey, these were these are going to be the three worst teams. It would be the Cardinals, the Bears, depending on how 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 high. Wow on how high you were on them. And then, I don't know, I'm just going to say the Jets because the Jets going into the year, yes, had Aaron Rodgers, but at this point, a bottom three team. Let, you can't even put the Giants in there because looking at their first three games, one and two was a very likely outcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't – but the thing is about the Cardinals, especially compared to, like, the Bears, who are a bad team right now, the Cardinals have been feisty. The Cardinals have been a little little bit of a spicy team, there. I say. I know we like that word on this podcast. And they – their linebacker that intercepted Dak was like talking that that mess. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what you want to see again. The culture changes. Kaiser People. White, yeah, Kaiser yeah. White. Yeah. Uh, but and and that's my thing is is they're spicy. They they've they've led every game going into the fourth quarter this season, right? And obviously, a very dramatic collapse is what cost them one of the games against the Giants. But if, if you take away, and I, I wrote this in my article, Jason, about their defense, about how if you take away the 31 points they allowed in the second half, and that's a very big number to take. Like, th- just making 31 game points go poof. <laughs> like, that's a big number to ask, right? But if you take that away, you look at their other games. 20 points to Washington, 16 to the Cowboys, and then zero in that first half against the Giants. This has been a very competent defense with an offense that is doing just enough. And when I say, and when I say just enough, I literally mean just enough, Jason, a lot of their points have come in the first half. They've scored on 11 of their 15 first half drives this season. They've scored on four of their 15 second half drives this season. A lot of what's kept Arizona in these games and how you blow a 31 point lead in the second half is you get out to a lead in the first half and against Washington, they barely were able to keep that lead or, or they weren't quite able to keep that early lead they built up sorry my, my phone is blowing up right now i don't know if you guys hear that it's in my ear and it's very annoying what um, what is that is that because of like giants talk or not stuff? N- yes it is it's, it's giant stuff and i forgot to turn on do not serve that's my fault but you look at washington they 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 weren't quite able to pull the win obviously the giants game happens if they don't have a collapse they win that game and then they took that hot start against dallas and we're able to hold Dallas in the second half, and that's but what's that's what's been huge. Uh, JKBG, thank you. I know these are all. Anytime I see JKBG pop up and Jason makes every reaction, excited to read this. Yeah, but they're like rich white people, spicy. It's like a jalapeno on a burger at the cheesesteak factory. That is, that's a great analogy though. That's fair. That's very fair because they so, don't. I, the long way, the, the the short route to what I'm trying to say is Arizona has been spicy this year, but at some point the talent on the field matters. And the 49ers have that. Uh, I'm not saying Dallas doesn't. I, I'm not saying that at all. But I, I think the Niners are better than Dallas at this point. 
I, I think that's pretty obvious at that right now. Dallas has had some issues here and there. Uh, they they played the Jets. They played the Giants. Two easiest teams. We saw what the Niners did with 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 the Giants. But now the Niners have a chance to beat a team that that they've had not too many issues with the last couple years. Am I concerned though? Has this had the did the Dallas game make this a little bit of a more question mark to me? Yes, absolutely. I think Arizona is better than what that what they've been given credit for at least entering the season. Do I think this game's going to be close? Yes, but do I think Arizona's going to win? No. So there, there, there's my thoughts on what Arizona's done the first three weeks. Um, I just I'm completely like lost right now after the JKBG comment. Um, yeah, JKBG, but, we love it. But the thing is, is this? It's more like again, you you want to be humble, and yeah. I think the Sprint Right Option podcast got it right like a little bit with the Giants game. Uh, we didn't get it right with the Rams game. Like we tried in the beginning to be humble and say this and, and you know what i think at the end i think our fandom took over a little bit just where we were <laughs> like man you know like same old sorry ass rams all that stuff yeah. the giants game early on was a great indicator of like teams are going to give you their best shot and i forget where I, I think it was on state of the franchise with brad and he said this that was like super super like it just like blew my mind it was super impactful when you're the hunted, you are going to get every single team's best shot. Every team. No one, you're not, the 49ers are not sneaking up on anyone. They're not sneaking up on anyone. No one thinks that they're just like this dark horse. The Lions kind of have that role. And I think right now, I don't know if we can shout out to Don Burr. I don't know if we can still uh, put them in that category because the Lions are looking like, as the kids say, like that. Just a little yeah. bit on offense. Yeah. They like that. But it's it's a good idea to look at this game, understand humility, understand, and a Sprint Ride Option podcast, you know, what is it, a staple? <laughs> division games are weird. Yes. yes, division games are very weird. We watched Colt McCoy walk into the stadium and beat the dog shit out of the Niners. Mm-hmm. Um, do I expect that to happen? No. But nowhere will you catch me saying, I think, oh, my God, the Niners are about to dog walk the Cardinals. It is certainly in the realm of possibilities because there is such a roster discrepancy and there's such yes. a like, like large gap. But at the same time, I am saving myself and putting myself in a position where I can go back and say, yeah, the Niners blew them out. But this is what I said, this, this, and this. This is more me protecting myself and the Red <laughs> Option podcast is about CYA all the time. Yeah. I, I feel like I feel like this isn't the first time the Sprint Red Option podcast has had to say, like, we may have gotten a little too like fanny last week. Like we, we might have yeah. piped up a little, but we were Niner fans. This is a Niner podcast. I think that's a little bit of our job. But you're absolutely right, Jason. I I, I think that Arizona may, we might have slept on them a little bit last week, uh, especially considering the Dallas game. But it, let's call a spade a spade. If all things go the way it should, the Niners should win this game pretty easily. If the Niners are the team we believe them to be, and I'm going to say this every exactly. single week when it's a, a team that is, like, not on their level. If the Niners are the team that we believe them to be, the Niners should win this game. I don't care by how much the Niners will win this game because they are just better. But we're burying the lead, Andrew. Yes. We're burying the lead. Yes. 
As podcasters, as fans, we can overlook the Arizona Cardinals all we want. You know why? Yeah, we don't play. Nope. And if the 49ers lose to Arizona, it's not because Andrew Pasquini and Jason Aponte overlooked the mm-hmm. Arizona Cardinals. Because guess what? Contrary to popular belief, we don't strap it up on Sunday. We don't play no, football. No, okay. no. But you know who I stand behind and I know is super, ultra, duper, petty? Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, yeah. And the way that I'm going with this is this. There's a video out there floating around of Jonathan Gannon, the former Eagles defensive coordinator, right before the Mm -hmm. NFC Championship game, in which a couple of Eagles fans recognize him. He's in a G-Wagon, and he rolls – and G-Wagon's a Mercedes-Benz, you know, truck that's Mm – he rolls down his window, and he notices that those Eagles fans are there, and he says, you know, if you've got kids in the car, for the audio listeners, earmuffs. We're going to fucking gut these guys. Andrew Pasquini, I don't know much about Kyle Shanahan other than his accent and the way that his cadence is and when he speaks. Yeah. But I guarantee you he saw that. Oh, yeah. And there is no way. Well, mm-hmm. there is no way Kyle Shanahan is overlooking this team. And they were sitting there and they are not putting everything that they can to beat the shit out of the Arizona Cardinals. Shout Don out Burr. to Don Burr. Don, Don Burr. Burr. Don Burr. Don Burr. The, the Detroit Lions are getting Jamison Williams back early. They're adding another weapon to an mm-hmm. offense. It's so crazy that Jared Goff throws the pick. How many weapons throws. does Jared Goff need, man? Listen, Don Burr, we love this for you. I fear this, and I almost want somebody to clip it because I can feel it coming. I fear this. The San Francisco 49ers and the Detroit Lions will play in the playoffs. Oh, oh it's lining up. In a up. certain round. It's lining up. It's lining it is up. lining up. So, Don Burr, just know that until that day comes, we love you. It's still Detroit versus everybody. Yes. You, you still gang everything. Yes. But when that week comes, that's when things, they don't become personal. We just change it up. But more to the idea that Kyle is definitely going to be petty with this whole Jonathan mm-hmm. Gannon thing. Like, he knows. He knows exactly what was said. I trust Kyle for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and that's the, that was going to be my hoops revenge game, actually. Uh, so we'll do it a little early because I don't think there's any players, judging by me looking it up on football reference, pro football reference. It doesn't look like there's a current active player on either roster who's played for the other side. So that's my hoops revenge game. It's Kyle Shanahan. Jonathan Gannon was the D.C. in Philadelphia last year. We know – we know what happened in that game. We don't. And technically, if you want to, if you want to get into the surgical sense, Jonathan Gannon's defense did carve up the Niners because Brock Purdy needed surgery. I don't think, I don't think the Niners have forgotten that game. This is the first, I know the Niners have a December matchup with the Eagles, but this is the first chance of them to get a little bit of revenge. It might be a small bit because it's not the exact team, but it is that DC. It is that defensive coordinator. Oh my God, Peyton McDermott, shout out Quantrez Knight and L Manning, Hoops Revenge Game. Absolutely correct. Wow. What a bozo. Can, can, what a bozo can revenge games happen when you're not even spot? in the stadium? Yeah. <laughs> I love I love Quantrez Knight. I'm so I'm still so sad he went, went to Arizona. I don't I, I, absolutely Andrew, correct though. I was wrong. Andrew, hand up. I, I, I don't I, left hand up. Hey, wait a minute. I, I didn't say it. Speaking of that, speaking of that, yeah. 
The Lions have an anthem that I think is better than left hand up just because Lions they're better than Washington. Anthem? They do. I got to send to my group chat to today, to and, and I'm going to send it. But the it. reason that I think it's better than the Washington Commanders, you know, left hand up, is the Lions are better than Washington. So that's it don't matter how good the song is, if that's the case. And the guy standing in front of the the the, the – the, the, God, I can't even speak. The Lions Stadium, and he's rapping and everything as well too, but it can't I need be, to see this. Yeah, I will send it to you. But it will it, – you you cannot have a revenge game if you're sitting on the couch um, on the practice squad. Like, it just can't I happen. love that. Yeah, no, no. Dad, but, but shout out Peyton for, for, for calling those names out because technically they do meet this criteria. But, yeah, no, I, I don't think the Niners have forgotten who the D.C. is in Philadelphia. I'm sure this will be their first little instance of, of a bit of revenge. But, Jason, absolutely correct point uh, with that. I do want to bring up a little bit of the big news of today. Uh, great – Debo Samuel out of practice again today. He is questionable with that rib and knee injury. Followed up with Jawan Jennings with a shin injury. He is doubtful. So the Niners might be without two of their top three receivers. I know we had a little bit of this talk last week with Brandon Ayuk. Does, does the conversation, because listen, I know we like Jawan Jennings. I, I, I know we like Jawan Jennings. Mm-hmm. In terms of Missing him for a game doesn't necessarily move the needle much for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna this is gonna be more of a Debo conversation than it is a Jawan Jennings conversation. But oh. does missing Debo Samuel fall into the same category as last week where the Niners were out Ayuk and you say, Well, they have this weapon, this weapon, this weapon? If Debo doesn't play, obviously he's questionable, hasn't practiced all week. I I, I would never doubt if he plays or not, but if he doesn't play, is there a bit of concern with where the Niners go offensively without Debo, or is it just kind of the same, like, hey, they have a million other weapons? No, and that's this is the thing. is, And I don't want to downplay the Jawan Jennings thing. Because... I don't want to either, absolutely. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just saying on the scale of Brandon Ayuk, Debo oh, Samuel, well, and Jawan Jennings, there's an obvious third there. So that, that's the no. point I'm making. When you think about it that way, of course. Um, yeah. What I'm talking about is – Jawan Jennings is important on third down and run mm-hmm. blocking. Yeah. So Ronnie Bell, you're gonna get your shot this week, but you better bring exactly what Jawan Jennings brings because it does feel like you are the replacement for Jawan mm-hmm. Jennings when someone else pays him because they inevitably will, and it seems like the 49ers are not going to do that. I mean, again, could be wrong. They've got like a ton of money to play with, but mm-hmm. um, I think what Thursday's game was a big exercise in was understanding the importance of Brandon Ayuk. Mm -hmm. And when a team says, I'm going to blitz you on literally every drop back except for five and play press man, it's because Brandon Ayuk's not there. And Brandon Ayuk is the only receiver on his team that can create separation with his routes alone. Not Kyle Shanahan's scheme. Maybe it's a good route call, but the only receiver that can create separation with his routes and footwork is Brandon Ayuk. Now, you're talking about an Arizona game in which Debo Samuel is not there. It doesn't help. And Arizona did a great job of covering up C.D. Lamb, Mm -hmm. which is why Michael Gallup went crazy. And it's Mm -hmm. good to have both. But if you're talking about who I'm more worried about missing, having Brandon Ayuk back this week for Brock Purdy and this offense feels better. And that's why early on in the game, you saw a little bit of like those struggles. You saw those throws that were contested or into to poor areas. It's because 
unfortunately, look, Debo Samuel's an incredible player. He's like he's he's like a one of one. Yeah. But he's not the route runner that Brandon Ayuk is. Brandon Ayuk is your route runner. Brandon Ayuk is the guy that can get open against any coverage, zone, man, press, whatever. It, 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 like he can do that. And he's the guy that can bail you out. And he's the guy that you really look to to, to create separation on his own. So for me, it's not a one-for-one swap because they're mm-hmm. two different players that do two different things. But Brandon Ayuk being back it makes me feel a lot better because you still have George Kittle, because you still have Christian McCaffrey. Um, and you'll figure it out, right? Like, Russ Dwell is probably going to play in this game, and he'll I, probably catch a touchdown pass or something. Like, I, I, Yeah, I'm in the camp that that Brandon Ayuk is much tougher to replace on this offense than Debo Samuel, and that's not a shot at Debo Samuel. It's just you have Christian McCaffrey, who has – Maybe not as physical of a skill set as Debo Samuel, but roughly the same skill set as Debo Samuel. Uh, where with Brandon Ayuk, I, I mean, who do they have that's as good of a route runner, as good of a receiver? Kind of those those wide receiver skills, you know, who, who, who do they have? So you're absolutely right on that. And this is a sneaky, decent Arizona defense. I mentioned about the points. Uh, if I were to tell you that the Cardinals defense has as many turnovers forced as the 49ers, would you believe me? Uh, I, I the 49ers have five interceptions. They have three. So no, I, I I wouldn't have believed you. I didn't know that they forced that many fumbles. Arizona Arizona has three interceptions, two fumbles recovered. So they have five turnovers. They have the same turnover percentage as the Niners' defense. Uh, they're also second in the NFL in pass the def- I know pass deflections isn't exactly like the nerdiest of football stats, but they're second in pass deflections. They have three interceptions on the season. It might be a sneaky, tough game for Purdy. There's some tight windows to be had. He hasn't thrown an interception yet this season. Knock on wood there. This could be a very like interesting matchup for the 49ers offense against a defense that doesn't have too many big, big names. They've created some pressures here and there early in the season. Um, but I, I this is, dare I say it, are the Arizona Cardinals like a good like football team? Like not a great, not a amazing, not a like they're going to make the play. Because I think there's a fine line between a bad football team and a good football team. Uh, a good football team doesn't necessarily mean, mean you're winning games. But I think Arizona's a good football team. Well, my thing is, is again, it's kind of like the 2017 Niners. Is yes. you didn't go into the season with many expectations. You got a brand new coach, but through three games you're involved in every game and you're just like oh one or two plays you know it makes me feel like a little bit better here and there and you're instilling a culture so i don't want to say they're a bad football team but they're fighting every single day and that's all you can ask for with a coach i guess i guess my thing is is how and this is this is this is more of a cardinals podcast question than it is a 49ers podcast question but the thought I've had in my head the past week just watching them, and I haven't watched them religiously like a Cardinals fan, but is this like is this team a Kyler Murray away from like maybe actually being competitive? And that's what's funny is is that's a great discussion because yeah. what what if Kyler Murray played? Are they three and Yeah, like that's my thing. Like I know I know Niner fans have their thoughts on Kyler Murray, but this is an offense that feels like Especially with the things they've done with with Josh Dobbs, kind of keeping him say, I, I watched JT O'Sullivan's breakdown video of J, uh, of Josh Dobbs against the Cowboys and the way they used him to kind of stay away from Micah Parsons and, and and the way they rolled him out and and the options. 
I was just like, man, like Joshua Dobbs looks really pretty good in this offense. Like, what could Kyler Murray look here? Like, like, and 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 that's the question. And as I said, that's a that's a. If this was a, I don't know what what would a big play for the Cardinals be that we could name a podcast for? Uh, scoring a touchdown against the Vikings that one year to eliminate the Vikings podcast. Remember when they did that in like two thousand two? Yeah. Um, like, is this like is this a, is this team a Kyler Murray away from being like kind of competitive the next couple of years? Like, that's my question. Well, then it goes back to what if you get the number one pick? And what do you do? Is Kyler Murray yeah. the new? Is Kyler they two, Murray? They have two is, first, right? Right, but is Kyler Murray the new? Uh, Josh Allen, not Josh Allen, Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen, yeah, they kick him out for Caleb. Yeah, that's that's like, uh, see, that's a that's an interesting question because it's yeah. just like if if but, you like, yeah, wow. But the 49ers at, podcast are pondering the Cardinals' future. No, but this. if you look at it like this, the Cardinals, the Cardinals fans have a lot to be excited about. Yeah, because you have yeah. endless possibilities, right? Yeah. So let's just say Caleb Williams says, "I will not play for them." Okay. Yes. Sure. Then get a haul for the number one pick. Yeah. Run it back with Kyler. Who picked? Whose pick do they own? Uh, somebody's. But run it back with Kyler, and if you have the number one pick and you end up as the worst team, I don't know, man. The Chicago Bears are trying really hard to be the worst team in football. They're trying really hard. Um, but. Let's just say there's a world where you end with the number one pick and you can trade and you you move into the second pick and you get an impact player and you're just like, hey, let's run it back with Kyler. I I mean, who could argue with that? Yeah. Who could argue yeah. with that? Uh, Arizona has Houston's pick, so they, they might have two semi-high first-round picks. Well, the thing is, too, Charlene, is Dobbs looks more comfortable in the offense than Kyler did. That was that was Cliff Kingsbury's offense. Yeah. Danny, that's uh, not this offense. Yeah. I, I did. I, I will never forget. Like, cause, cause you know, 20 Kingsbury's when was Hawkins there? Hopkins first season was 2020 with Arizona. And I remember like hearing everybody with like Deandre Hopkins, how are the Niners going to stop him and Kyle Cliff Kingsbury's offense. And the first chance we got to see Hopkins in that offense against the Niners, all he was doing was running seven yard like slant routes. And it's like, what are we doing here? Like, DeAndre Hopkins is so much better than this. And yeah, so uh, that's my thing. And I actually have the name of Arizona's offensive coordinator in front of me. I, I should have that. But I've seen a lot of good things about him. Uh, Drew Pensing, uh, he, he, he's their offensive coordinator. I've heard a lot of good things in the early season with him. So yeah, man, maybe maybe Kyler Murray takes that next step. We'll see. That's a cardinal question. I guess I got another cardinal question to ask, but it's a little bit of a trick question. Uh, do you know who leads the NFL in 15-plus yard runs this season? James Conner. It's James Conner. It's not Christian McCaffrey. I thought it would have been Christian McCaffrey. James Conner's having a sneaky good season as well. Not sneaky I, good. I, well, it's sneaky because he plays in Arizona. It's a good season, but it's a sneaky good season because nobody pays attention to the Cardinals. But Jason, I think I'm at a point in this podcast episode where I've just complimented the Cardinals so much that I think you guys are seeing me mentally preparing myself of like, well, what if the Cardinals beat the Niners on Sunday, Jason? But I've made all these excuses in my heads of how good of a team they can be. So, so that's where I have it. Uh, James Connors had a good season. The one matchup to really watch to kind of pivot it back to that to the Niners, Jason, is Arizona's done a good job of keeping Joshua Dobbs clean. He's been good against pressure. But something to watch, the interior offensive line, Will Hernandez, Froholt, and Wilkinson – They've allowed a combined 17 pressures and two sacks 
The Cardinals offensive line as a whole has allowed 24 pressures and three sacks. Majority of that's coming from the interior of the line. We talk a lot about Nick Bosa, Jason, on this podcast. But but the Niners have three, I think, of the top 15 interior defensive linemen in terms of pressures. Is this going to be a big Javon Hargrave, Javon Kinlaw, Eric Armstead game? Yeah, I think so. Again, uh, the way the way with that the, the idea of the five down lineman thing is to just cover every single gap, and now you can't mm-hmm. run. And I love what happened on Thursday because it kind of knocks out the narrative that the 49ers can't slow down a running quarterback. And yeah. I understand game script puts you in positions where you can't run the football as a, as a quarterback and you have to throw the ball, but. I think we can slowly start putting that to bed just a little bit. Like when you start citing games from like two and three years ago, well, they couldn't stop Carson Wentz in 2020. And like, yeah. I, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> that's not the team that's here now. That's not the, that's not the personnel that's here now. That's not what they're employing right now on defense. So um, I think that was a big step in showing that not every running quarterback is all of a sudden unstoppable. Um, as a lot of 49er fans see it. So um, I do think that it's going to be a big game for the defensive line because how can it not be? They're the best. They're the talented. They're the most talented part of this defense mm-hmm. easily. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that Javon Kinlaw has been incredible. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I do think this is a big defensive line game. I don't think the secondary is going to get much work because that's not the type of game that they want to run unless they want to shock everybody and start throwing the ball all over the yard, um, which is not their MO at all. Mm-hmm. But – if the 49ers can stop the run and start putting Joshua Dobbs in a position where he's got to throw the ball, uh, you know, pardon me for not being scared of like Hollywood Brown's speed and Rondell Moore's speed, that plays right into what the 49ers want to do. So, and I think that's kind of where they're at. Yeah, and, and you mentioned the mobile quarterback thing. Uh, last week, Jason Aponte, I don't know if you're aware, uh, Dan, one of Daniel Jones' nicknames is Vanilla Vic, according to PFR. Uh, the Niners defense who struggles so mightily against mobile quarterbacks held them to five rushing yards on two attempts. That is the fifth fewest amount of rushing yards Daniel Jones has had in a game in his career. Uh, So listen, I know, I know we're, we're a little hurt from previous years with mobile quarterbacks, but in the Steve Wilkes era of the 49ers defense, mobile quarterbacks haven't looked so good. And that's one game. It's one game, but it's something. It's something to have. It's a, for a team that, that traditionally. I feel like I make this joke every week, Jason. That there's things that we've talked about in every season we've had this podcast: quarterback issues, Kyle Shan, whatever, blah blah blah. One of them has been how do the Niners stop mobile quarterbacks? It, it feels like they're at a point where that conversation, as you just said, should be going away, and we'll we'll, we'll see that with Joshua Dobbs on Sunday. It should be a little bit subsiding it shouldn't be this outright panic um i think when you look at the way that jalen hurts is used and 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 they're a better team you know even Dak prescott in the in the divisional game mm-hmm. you know like there's there's more examples now of this team being able to slow that down and i understand right like last year that was D'Amico. Mm-hmm. but the mobile quarterback thing i i wrote last year about it being completely overblown and i thought that mm-hmm. it was more like certain games that were just on the offense um, 100%, right? Like the Chicago game, it wasn't because Justin Fields made two plays. It was because, you know, there was a fumble in the red zone and there was a missed throw that was a touchdown and there was, you know, penalties that kept drives going. There's always ways to, like, conflate that. It's just when you see that the team loses to a mobile quarterback, you're like, oh, well, a mobile quarterback got them again. Eh, I don't I don't think it's it's that black and white. 
And the same thing, like this year, it's like we've got to see a little bit more before we start to use different examples from years past against the 49ers when the personnel wasn't there and the defensive coordinator wasn't there. So we'll see. Um, I do think it's a it's a somewhat valid argument. Um, But at this point, it's like we're starting to get to a place where we're like reaching back to 2020 and we're just like, oh, Carson Wentz on one play made this play. And like, you know, Marcus Mario had a, a really good game last year and. You know, forget the fact that, like, Jimmy threw the ball into people's hands, like, three times in that game. That should have been touchdowns. Like, it's it's all those little things again. So, yeah. I don't want to be the watch the tape guy. That's uh, that's not my job. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, man. We got we to gotta put context to everything. Uh, I got one more little stat I just wanted to throw out there before we get to predictions. And I actually got this from uh, Jake Marsh at part of my take. I was listening to part of my take this morning. Here, here's a little fun one. I thought I thought Jason might find this one interesting. Maybe he won't, but I, I found it interesting. Yep. Uh, since 2021, this is going to be the fifth game. The 49ers have faced the Cardinals. Makes sense. They play each other two times a year. That w- this would make the fifth in the last two years. Uh, this is going to be the fourth different quarterback matchup in this rivalry. In the last five games, uh, 2021 week one was Trey Lance against Ky- or not week one. Trey Lance against Kyler Murray in 2021 was that that week five game where Lance had to step in and play a game. Uh, the second game, 2021, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo versus Colt McCoy. That's the famous Colt McCoy game. Uh, 2022, Jimmy Garoppolo versus Colt McCoy again. That's the Mexico City game. Last year, the second matchup was Purdy against David Blau. And then today or Sunday, it's going to be Purdy versus Joshua Dobbs. So the fourth different quarterback matchup in five games uh, for these two franchises that play each other a lot. Thought that was just an interesting stat with I, I, more so from the Niners side than anything else, because the Niners have had almost as much quarterback movement as the Arizona Cardinals in the last few years. But one franchise is on a way different projection than the other just something i found interesting just an interesting little like quarterback stat and that's what you're here for is that you've got the interesting stats and you've got things I, that blow my mind do my and, best. Uh, i love i love that stat honestly and that, that's why you should write uh, you should read andrew's writing on ninersnation.com try my best try my best, try my best. Or, or write in the comments about like what you think about it because those comment sections are full of nice things and people I, who are level-headed and such and such nice people in niners nation comments I haven't. I have not read a comment. Please do not. In a long time. Please do not. Very long time. Because you're not like me. I'm petty, so I put up the best bets <laughs> of week one. No, and... I'm just mentally soft. Well, like... <laughs> me, I like looking at it. I like looking at it, and then I like, uh, I like cooking after. So week one, yeah. like I put up the trends. Like Ayuk has done this, and uh, you know, Brad Purdy's done this, and then, and I hit on four, all of them. And someone in the comments was like. A trends? What is this guy talking about? What a shit article. And I literally went like under my Niners Nation thing right under. And I was like, don't quit your day job. I hit on every single one. I'm petty. I'm different. I'm different than you though, Andrew. Bill I'm petty. Difference. I'm petty. I'm petty. And I like to mix it up, man. Because when you say that I'm going to get something wrong and I get it right, I'm definitely one of those I told you so people. Like, I am <laughs> certainly one of those people. <laughs> and that's what I love about Jason Aponte. That's the, the one my we can't we both can't oh, yeah. be like that. Oh no, if we were if we were the same per we just agree on 49er takes, we just we're different people outside of 49er. That's what I love about Jason. <laughs> Opposites attract there. Different, 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 but same, same somehow. Yeah, if that makes more sense. More or less. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I, I love that. Uh Jason, you want to make those predictions? Uh the 49ers play Sunday. Actually, no, we're gonna do it like this. Before well, nobody cares about game predictions. I want to hear Jason's underdog. 
Let's do let's oh. underdog before game prediction. All right, cool. That? All right, cool. Let's, That's let's awesome. do that. I'm so glad because I just literally like while we're on here, we just literally set it up. And shout out to everybody that that uh, enjoys Underdog. Make sure that you guys are, are joining Underdog Fantasy using promo code Aponte. Now we are putting it up to $500 with your first deposit if you use promo code Aponte. They have wagers on there, higher, lower. Uh, you can do best ball drafts, everything. But I want to go through kind of what. Let me. I got to move this out the way. This is uh, not going well so far. Let me get this overlay out the way. Okay, so right now, um, the underdog stuff has been put up because of the fact that people weren't available, right? We didn't know Brandon Ayuk. They still, there's still nothing for Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel can absolutely play. But as of right now, these are the things that I'm higher on right now or lower on. Uh, I've got Brandon Ayuk over 50 and a half receiving yards. That feels like easy money in this game, especially him at full strength. Um, if Debo doesn't play, if Debo plays, I still feel good about this. I promise you. George Kittle over 40 and a half. I've got him higher. I feel way better about this. If Debo Samuel doesn't play, if he does, then I feel a little less confident in it. But as of right now, I can only go with what's on the board right now. Yeah, and I I think just with that Kittle pick, especially with Samuel maybe out, I think you saw a little bit last week that that Kittle seems to be the break glass in case of emergency. He just happens to have his best game of the season without Brandon Ayuk. So something to think about. 100%. 100%. Christian McCaffrey over 28 and a half. That's always a higher. That feels very low. That feels very low. And it feels like something that every single week he should eclipse. So I've got that higher as well. Brock Purdy over 229 and a half passing yards. Give me the higher on that as well. Threw for 300 last week. I think you you easily see him throw for 230 at least this week um, because of the way that the offense is going. And you know what? I'm doing something a little bit different. Give me a defensive player since I can't okay. take Eagle Samuel. Fred Warner, eight plus tackles and assists. So that means he has to have at least eight tackles plus assists on the over. I've got the higher on all those five correct plays 20 times. So if you put in, let's just say you put in 20 bucks, you will win. uh, I don't know, math, $400, $400. If all of those hit and remember guys to use promo code Aponte anywhere that you guys are getting underdog fantasy and you can double your first deposit up to yes. $500 until October 4th, limited time. Make sure you guys jump on that right now because that is something that Underdog is not giving out all the time. I'm not the best at giving advice on these things, but but I do have one bit of advice. I didn't win any of my bets this week, okay? I didn't win any of my Underdog parlays. I'm bad at it. But there was one consistent bet that I had. In all three of my my failed underdogs that were one of them that hit, uh-huh. the kicker over points feels like easy money on some of these because I one think and it half, takes, one and a half field goals. I think not even field like goals. It's points. Like I think Moody had seven and a half points over under. That's two field goals and two pats. Yeah, that's three field goals. And I, I hit. I went three for three oh. on my kicker overs. All right. So let me let me get to Alberto's because he's right and he just pointed it out. So need your help with underdogs picks. Purdy, one and a half. Yes, I got the over on that. I think he's going to throw two again. Okay. Um, BA, 50 and a half. Give me BA. Um, 40 and a half. Give me over uh, on Kittle. And the 81 and a half. Um, give me McCaffrey. I think you meant to put Marquise Brown, um, but I, I don't know. Let me, I, I'd have to look let me, up. Let me, let me see if I can pull it up. While I, I think I got it right I, here. Uh, let me see. Marquise I, Brown. Is it the receptions? Because it's four. Um, is it the receiving yards because it's 45 and a half or is it re- rush and receiving is 46 and a half? Um, mm-hmm. I'd probably I'd probably do the the higher on 45 and a half. Yeah, just hold off on the Kittle one. Wait to wait to see 
what's uh, Samuel's status is because I think that changes a little bit if Samuel plays versus Kittle. Uh, now that we got the underdog portion out of the way, something that we should do every week, Jason Aponte. Uh, I'll, I'll try and remember that from now on. Let's do this final score predictions. Okay. So the 49ers play the Arizona Cardinals Levi Stadium Sunday. I believe it's a 125 kickoff. Alberto said receptions. Uh, over four? Yes. There you go. Over four. Uh, Niners play the Cardinals on Sunday. They've won their last, I believe, two matchups against the Niners or against the Cardinals. Niners swept them in 2022 after being swept by Arizona. That's a, that is a lie. They weren't swept in 2020. Who cares? Niners play the Cardinals on Sunday, Jason. That's all we need to know right now. Uh, I'll give you your prediction first. Um, I've got the 49ers scoring over 30 again, 31 okay. 17. Um, you know, it's a game that, that again, the 49ers may struggle with at certain points. The Cardinals are definitely going to put up a good fight, but I do still feel like the 49ers is a superior team, and I can't go back on that 31-17 49ers. Give me that. I am going to go. Covering the 14-point spread. Ooh, covering the 14-point spread. Uh, I'm going to say not covering, womp womp. I'm mm. going to go 27-21, and I, I could see it being a – it's going to be one of the kind of not, not as obvious as the Rams game where it's a two score game going into the final seconds and the Rams kick a field goal for no reason. It's a Arizona gets the ball with four minutes in the fourth quarter down 27 to 14 and they score a late touchdown. Niners get the ball back, run the clock out. I'm going to go 27, 21. This is, a, I, I have officially, as I tweeted, I have officially worked myself into a shoe. And I've talked myself into the Cardinals being better than what they might be because of this one game against the Cowboys. So I'm gonna go 27 21. They they've they've uh they put up a lot of good fights this season. So I, th- I could see them putting up a good fight against the Niners on Sunday. But I still think the Niners come out victorious. I love it. Niners win, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter about points. You don't get points for style points. It, this isn't college football. So yeah, I love it. Yep, there it is. Uh, Jason, we're going to be a little more consistent in the next week. Niners have a pretty straightforward schedule. So no, no week off. I get to see your face a little more here and there, which always excites me. Look at that smile. Uh, but football, we are after Sunday, we're a quarter of the way through the season. How do you like that? Just like that. Blink of an eye. I, you know, we, we pine all week. We pine all year for football, pine for it. And then it comes and it just goes as fast as, as, as it does. Feels like it takes like four months to get a quarter of the way through the baseball season. And I guess that's because they play a million games. But football, like you blink and you're a quarter of the way through. And and, and I don't like it. I don't like right. it. Right. Right. We've already done we've already done 25% of our prediction shows. And we haven't missed. Haven't missed three and oh. Three and oh. Coming off of a 12 and 5 year picking the 49ers last year. We're three and oh on the early parts of the season. Uh, Jason, I'm excited for Sunday. I, I know you are too. A lot of good football, a lot of a lot of fun to be had. We will be back on Monday to talk about the 49ers, ideally beating the Arizona Cardinals. But until then, everybody, stay safe. Have a good weekend. Uh, it's 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 almost it's almost spooky season. It's almost October, Jason. It's almost time to get a little spooky. Uh, but that's going to be it for the Sprint Red Option podcast. If you haven't yet, subscribe. Uh, and join or uh, subscribe to Jason Aponte's YouTube channel. Jason Aponte, as always. Let's go Niners. Let's go 4-0. Bob Melvin, hire him, please. Baseball doesn't matter. It's not a real sport. Baseball doesn't matter, though. We don't care about baseball. <laughs> not a real sport. Bob Melvin, please answer the phone, though.